Let me read these verses for us. Only live your lives in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear about your circumstances, that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind contending together for the faith of the gospel, in no way alarmed by your opponents, which is a sign of destruction for them, but of salvation for you, and that too, from God. I simply want you to notice verse 27. Literally it says, Only worthy of the gospel of Christ live as citizens. Amen. As we come back to the school, I thought about speaking from different passages, but I think this passage really works for us as we come back and think about how we are going to rebuild this church. Up until now, as you have been listening, from verse 12, when he said, I want you to know my circumstances have turned out for the greater progress of the gospel. And until last Sunday, he has been giving updates on himself and in his missions. It was basically his missions report. Imagine someone bringing this letter from Paul back to Philippi. He was the founding pastor, but he left for the mission's work, but they heard that he was in prison now. So when someone brought this letter from Paul, the picture is just like this. People are sitting in a church at Philippi. Someone's reading this letter. They circulated these kinds of letters, and they are reading it. And you are listening. You are excited about the news. You are anxious to find out what's going on with him. And they were eagerly listening to every word that was being, being delivered from probably an elder from that church. So they are listening, listening. Highlight verse 21, to live is Christ and to die is gain. They are listening and listening. And here it comes in verse 27. They hear the word, this Greek word, only. Only. This is important because there is no usual conjunction like end. I want you to do this now. But as for you, so people will be ready to listen. Now let me address you. No, in the middle of that discourse, what they're hearing now in verse 27 in their Greek-speaking mind is the word only. And it is an a attention-grabbing word. Why is that? Because it's like Paul steering his will in the 90 degrees. 
He's been talking about himself, but now he turns to the people and he is addressing the Philippian people, Philippian church, Christians. Now. And they know their word and now they are paying attention. Now here comes the serious warning or charge. Only, only what? Other translations will translate that word into this. Just one thing, CSB. No matter what happens, NIRV, whatever happens, NIV, above all, New Living Translation. That one word. Basically trying to convey the meaning of it. Only. It is, now you listen. Attention-grabbing word. So everyone is now paying attention, holding their breath. What is he going to say? And what's the next word that they hear? Only next word is worthy. Only worthy. That's the Greek order. And, and there is a huge difference. For example, as you hear it from this translation, only live your lives in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, there is an enormous pressure upon you. Why? Because when you hear that, live your lives in a manner worthy of the gospel, immediately you and I, we are thinking how unworthy we are. So there's a, there's a pressure when you hear the word. Only live your lives. You understand what I'm saying? You think about your life, imperfection, slow progress in our sanctification, so we feel immediately guilty when you hear the word only live your lives in a manner worthy of the gospel. And everyone's thinking, I'm not worthy. My life is not worthy. I don't know how many people were saying, you know, listening to the letter, the elder speaking, only live your lives in a manner worthy and someone raising their hand. My life is worthy, elder. I'm living a worthy life. Who's going to say that? Probably most of you, including myself, will be depressed. Can I lift up our faces and say, man, I'm not worthy. My life is not worthy of the gospel. That's what people would think. But when you hear the word, only, it's not only live your lives, but only worthy of the gospel. There's a huge difference. Paul does not have to finish the sentence. If you have been following everything that he's been saying, and if you are deeply moved like I've been moved past few weeks, really these words talking to me, into my heart, changing me slowly. 
when I hear the word, verse 27, only worthy, you know what I am saying? I am finishing the sentence for him. I don't have to hear anyone telling me what to do, how to live my life. If you are in Christ, Christ-filled person like Paul, when you hear the word, only worthy of the gospel, you know I am finishing that sentence saying, I want to live my life in a manner that is worthy of my Lord, His gospel. So this is not an accusation. Because next word I am hearing is only worthy of the gospel. I want to. Past few weeks, these words of Philippians 1, it should have softened your heart. Gospel is not, church is not, when you come to church, live a better life. But because we know who Christ is, this flows out of us from our own being. Now, let me talk about the word worthy. We know, you know that word. But if I ask you, in precisely what way can you, can you define it? You heard Jesus saying this. In, in fact, the word, the word worthy often appears in the Gospels. Jesus spoke a lot about being worthy, such as here in Matthew 10. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. And all the way at the end in Revelations, Revelations 5, like today, but chapter 5, people are saying, the angels and all the living creatures and people are saying, worthy is the Lamb that was slain. So God alone is worthy. Jesus says, if you don't do this, if you, don't, if you love someone more than me, you are not worthy of me. So we kind of understand. But here is the, the definition of that word. It means, worthy means, bringing up the other beam of the scales. Bringing into equilibrium, therefore equivalent. That's the word. So the idea is, to be worthy of Jesus Christ, here's the scale. Here you put Jesus Christ and you put your life here. So it's like this. Christ and the gospel like this is heavy on this side. But if your life is worthy, it is going to come into this equilibrium in between the two. That's the idea. That's what it means to be worthy. The word axios. Famous word, axios. So only worthy, only axios. Paul uses the term in many different places. Walk in a manner worthy of God. Walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. So this is his language. To admonish and to encourage people, this is how you should live, worthy of the Lord. He says it many, many times. 
But again, if you only hear worthy of Christ, let's say, again, there is that pressure. I mean, who could bring that scale down like this? That's why the next word is the gospel of Christ. It's not simply worthy of God, though he says it in different places, worthy of the Lord, worthy of the calling. But in this particular passage, as you know, Paul is Christ-filled person. So he says, only worthy of the gospel first of Christ. That's a uh, wonderful news. Because when you are listening to it, good news of Christ is always pointing to what God has done first for you and me. God's preceding actions in Christ Jesus for you. So it is not let us try to bring down the scale by living our lives in a sinless manner. Yeah, we're going to get that. But it is not a legalism. Only worthy, and the next word is the gospel. You and I are not worthy people on our own. But in the gospel of Jesus Christ, in union with Christ, our worth, just basically the value goes up in Christ, in Him. So, yes, we should live a moral life, good life, but it has to be thought out in the sphere of the gospel. So only worthy of the gospel. So at this point, let me give you uh, a key word. Key word that we could use as we rebuild by the grace of God this church. Worthy. I want us to think about our own worthiness in Christ so that Nobody has to tell you this is what we should be doing. This is what we need. This is what I want you to do. I want you to volunteer. Do this, do that, do this, and do that. It is important that we rebuild a church, but the priority should be our own worthiness of the gospel. When you stand in front of the gospel you will see in yourself things that are lacking. Most of the times, yes, there are some times that people do not recognize their own blind spots. But by and large, if you've been in church for a while, you and I know what we are lacking. Nobody has to tell you that. So the idea is to be worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ you and I should be looking for places in our own hearts and in our own lives, things that are lacking, and bring it in unto the Lord, saying to God, honestly, God, this is my weakness. 
I struggle with this. Can you help me? And you ask other church people, can, can you, can you be, can you be my partner? I want to grow in this place. So the church rebuilding should be and will be a byproduct of you and I trying to live our lives in a manner worthy of the gospel. As you know, in these settings, there's a pressure upon me, pastors. But if we only emphasize church rebuilding, what happens is the gospel world is not there. It just becomes, this is what we need to do. This is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They are all important. But just as Philippian Christians are listening to Paul's words, which comes to us as God's word, he's not giving them ten points to reestablish themselves, the church, how to grow, this is what you should be doing. All of that is included in a simple word, worthy, axios, worthy. You will be ashamed, yes. You will feel guilty, yes. But in the gospel, you are forgiven and accepted. So it is a safe place. That's the place that you should be going. That's the place I should be going daily. And it is okay to fail because this is in the gospel. It is okay to, 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 to be slow because there is hope in the gospel. There's no condemnation. There's no accusation. There's no impatience because God is patient with us in the gospel, you see. And I thought this is a wonderful word for us to remember. I'll probably put that into our bulletin in the, in the front page or something like that. Worthy of the gospel. That's how we are going to come and live our lives in this place. Forget about everything else. But in my service to God, in my knowledge of God, in my witness about the gospel in the world, in my moral rectitude, fortitude, in my patience, in my love for Christ, all of the areas in my life, I want you to think about your worthiness in the gospel. So that's what we should be focusing. That's why it's important that you hear these words in order. Let me talk about another word. Our translation said, only live your lives in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. That's good. But like I said, immediately we are thinking about our sins, sinfulness. Because you know what that is talking about. But I've been saying, that's not what you should be hearing. But there is that another word that is interesting in this passage. That's the word, live. Live your life, live. Even let me explain that. In, in Greek language, there are three voices. Like us, like English, there's active, I do. There's passive, something is done to me. 
But there's that in Greek language, there's a middle voice. When you encounter middle voice as Joseph on, he's going to learn, you, you write your, in your exam paper yourself. Usually the middle voice is translated, you are doing it for yourself. So in this case, that's the middle voice, live, but live your life. Emphasis really lies on you. Live your life. But what's interesting about this word is I looked it up. This is not a usual word. I've never known this word. So I looked it up. Basically, the word has Greek word, P-O-L-I-S, Greek city-state polis in it. So the, the idea is, it's not simply live your lives in a moral way. But that word is a particular word, basically saying, live your life as a citizen of that city, in that word. So what Paul is saying is, if you're a Greek speaker at the time, listening to what Paul is saying, oh, he's telling me, not simply, Sam, don't lie. Don't steal things. That's not what they're hearing, because the word is not live your life in a moral way. But they are listening a particular word, and they know what that means. You, as you belong to a city of God in Philippi, you discharge your duties as heavenly citizens in this place. That's the, that's, that's the word. It's a political word, term. Citizenship, Philippians 3.20, actually uses that word in a noun form. Your citizenship, our citizenship is in heaven. So, Live your lives in a worthy manner of the gospel is not really what this is saying. Only worthy of the gospel of Christ discharge your duties of the heavenly kingdom in Caesar's kingdom. We belong to a different world, different law, different attitudes, different outlooks, different hopes. So we live here, but we do not belong here. That's the idea. And as we think about our own lives, and next week, as I gave you the verse 27 and 28 in different way, those are the three marks of the citizenship of heaven, at least in this context. And I will use those three headings as our vision statements or something like that. What are we supposed to do? We should be asking, at least initially, as we are back in this place. But it is laid out in this text. Today, I want you to think about your worthiness in the gospel. Not your own, but in the gospel. Assess your life. Think about our duties as citizens of kingdom of God. And as you and I remain faithful to the gospel calling, as Paul said in verse 6, he said it this way, I am confident of this very thing, 
that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. We are human beings. We cannot be sure of anything. We don't know anything in the future. We don't know what's going to happen. But by faith, let's pray this prayer. That God who began a good work in Queens in this place through you, you are the church. May God bring it to completion till the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's our hope. And the key word for us as we move forward is worthiness, worth in the gospel of Jesus Christ. God bless you. May God build you up. May God build this church up again. Let's pray.